24. The observation deck was as stately, luxurious, and hushed as one would expect aboard the Bornaren Trading Company's mighty flagship, the Tradewind. A curving wall of transparisteel enclosed the cabin on three sides, offering an expansive view of the vast cargo fleet waiting permission to descend into the thin atmosphere of a dusty orange planet. In the distance, a starfighter security screen was scratching a grid of blue ions across a star-flecked backdrop. The luxurious cabin was the kind of place that always made Tizar drool with nervousness. He drew air through his fangs to dry them, then followed his human escort past a long beverage bar toward a woman and two men waiting at the front of a deck. It was a long trip made longer by the fact that they had all turned to watch his approach, and by his fear of depositing a glob of saliva on the expensive Rocherwood floor. Now that he was actually here, twenty steps from the Thule family, Tizar could not understand what had possessed him to track down the Bornaren merchant fleet. He had overheard Master Skywalker and several others discussing how much should be told to Raynar's mother about her son's fate. A few hours later, Tizar had felt compelled to find Aaron Thule himself, and a few hours after that, he had sneaked off Ossus in a Jedi Stealth X. It had not begun to seem like a bad idea until he had arrived outside the Tradewind's docking bay, taking the ship's watch officer by surprise and causing the consternation that had scrambled the fleet starfighter screen. Tizar's escort stopped in front of the three humans and bowed to the woman. Madam Thule, may I present Jedi Sabatine, Tizar Sabatine, dressed in a blue shimmer silk gown. Madame Thule was gaunt and short, with long chestnut hair and a regal bearing. She wore a sash striped with scarlet, yellow, and purple. Tizar was one of the Jedi Knights who accompanied Raynar on the mission. The escort stressed the word mission just enough to make clear that this was how they referred to Raynar's disappearance. He agreed to leave his weapons in a locker. Thank you, Lon. Madame Thule lifted her chin and examined Tizar head to toe, lingering a moment on his brown Jedi robe and the empty lightsaber clasp on his utility belt. I know the name. Suspecting he was expected to speak now, Tizar drew more air to dry his fangs, creating a small hiss that caused Madame Thule to flinch. The dark-haired man behind her fingered the holdout blaster in his pocket and took a single step forward. Sorry. This one did not mean to scare you. Tizar felt a drop running down his front fang and sucked air across his teeth again. It is very warm in here. Madame Thule raised a carefully thinned brow. Something to drink? Yes, that would be good. Madame Thule waited a moment, then prompted, Indorian port? Bespin sparkle? Talhovian ale? Do you have nerf milk? Milk always slowed the drool. Which planet doesn't matter? The shadow of a smile flicked across Madame Thule's lips. Then she turned to her servant. Milk for Jedi Sebatine, Lon. We'll have our usual. The servant bowed and departed to collect the drinks. Madame Thule gestured to the blonde man at her side. This is my late husband's brother, Tico. She did not bother to introduce the bodyguard. 
Now, what can Born Aaron Trading do for the Jedi? Nothing. Sensing he should probably not just blurt out the news about Raynar to this frail woman, Tizar said, This one is here with news. News? Tico asked. About Raynar. Tico scowled and slipped half a step forward, moving to shield his sister-in-law. Raynar died at Mirkur. Yes, Tizar said. After a fashion. After a fashion? Madame Thule gasped. You mean he's alive? After a fashion? Yes, Tizar said, happy he had broken the news gently. This is what I, my son, is alive. Madame Thule's knees buckled, and she would have hit the floor had Tizar not reached out and caught her beneath the armpits. He waited while the stunned bodyguard jerked his hand from his blaster pocket, then laid her back into the man's arms. Sorry. Tizar sucked more air to dry his fangs. This one did not mean to touch her. When he saw her falling, he just, it's, it's okay. Thank you. Madame Thule glanced up at her bodyguard. Perhaps we should sit down, Gundar. Of course. Gundar returned Madame Thule to her feet and guided her toward a chair. Tizar started to follow, but Tico put a hand on his chest. Tizar reacted as most Barabels would to being touched by a stranger. He grabbed Tico's wrist and pulled it past his face, bringing the elbow into perfect biting position. Stop! Tico cried. What are you doing? Tizar looked down at the man out of one eye. You did not challenge this one? N no! Tico was up on his toes, being held so that his feet barely touched the floor. I just wanted to talk to you. We were talking. Alone! Tico's eyes slid toward the crate leather couches where Madame Thule's bodyguard had deposited her. Quietly! My brother-in-law is being protective, Madame Thule explained from her seat. Her blue eyes shifted to Tico. That's hardly necessary, Tico. I'm sure I can judge for myself whether Jedi Sabatine has come selling Starlight. If he is a Jedi, Tico said. I doubt anyone here can tell one Barabel in a robe from another. Tizar saw the doubt flash through Madame Thule's eyes and realized he might be asking the Thules to take a lot on faith. He released Tico's arm and turned toward the bar, where the servant had gathered their drinks on a silver tin tray. Tizar reached out with the force and lifted the tray out of the servant's hands, then floated it over to Madame Thule. Her surprise quickly turned to approval. Thank you, Jedi Sabatine. She removed a small crystal goblet filled with burgundy liquid, then shot her brother-in-law an amused look. I think that establishes Tizar's bona fides quite sufficiently. Tizar floated the tray over to Tico. It would be hard to argue. Tico took a golden rim snifter that contained a clear yellow liqueur. Tizar took his milk, then returned the tray to an astonished servant and followed Tico over to Madame Thule. He sat down on a padded tail stool the bodyguard offered. Now, Jedi Sebatine, tell me about my son, Madame Thule ordered. What does after a fashion mean? The ship he was aboard crashed in the unknown regions. There was a fire. Oh? Madame Thule reached for her brother-in-law's hand. Go on. He was taken in by a nest of sentient insects. The Killicks? 
Tico glanced at Madame Thule. Our agents have been hearing reports of an insect colony in the unknown regions. They call themselves the kind, Tizar clarified. Raynar's nest is the Unu. It is the colony's king nest. And he is the prime Unu. That doesn't surprise me. There was a touch of pride in Madame Thule's voice. Raynar was always such a natural leader. Always, Tico agreed. What exactly is the prime? The chairman? Voice would be closer, Tizar said. He started to explain how other species sometimes join the collective mind of the Kilix, then felt a restraining influence, and decided to leave it for later, when the Thules would be better able to understand. He represents the colony and sees that its will is done. Tico nodded as though he understood exactly what Tizar meant. The operating officer, not quite as high as the chairman, but more important in terms of real power. That hardly matters, Tico, Madame Thule said. We'll groom him to take my place when he returns home. Madame Thule may have missed the alarm flash in Tico's eyes, but Tizar did not. This one does not think Raynar will return, he said. Part of Tizar still wanted to bite Tico's arm off but another part realized that it was important to avoid making an enemy of the man. To be certain, Tico understood that Raynar did not threaten his position. Raynar is too important to the colony. Of course he is, Madame Thule said, addressing Tizar. How long will it take him to groom a replacement? This one is sorry. He is not making himself clear. Raynar will not be returning. He has joined the colony. He has become Unu. He has become the Unu Thule. Are you really trying to tell me that my son has become an insect? Madame Thule demanded. Not physically, but yes. By the core! Madame Thule studied him for a moment, then grew pale. You're serious! Tizar nodded, and the purpose of his visit began to grow clear to him. Unu wishes to establish a relationship between the colony and born Erin trading, he said. A confidential relationship. And you're their agent? Tico asked. Tizar considered a moment, then said, For now. Tico accepted this with a nod, then turned to Madame Thule. I've heard there is a large demand for the shine balls and amber ale the independent smugglers are bringing back from the unknown regions. Madame Thule seemed too shocked to reply. She merely nodded, then drained the contents of her goblet and held it up to the servant. Lon! Of course, madam. Lon took the empty goblet and replaced it with a full one. I shall keep them coming. 